The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from poet and queen Sylvia L. Blaylock. I would love to tell you about my weekend. I went away for Memorial Day. After a couple of years of hiding away in my hidey hole, I was hired to bring my show to a sex positive retreat in Northern California, and it was stressful because things kept falling apart at the last minute. I almost couldn't go because I was going to borrow a van first from my friend Little P, then from my friend Crystal, then Little P got COVID, then Crystal got COVID, then the van started having problems because the Little P's boyfriend's van was stolen with all the work tools in it, so he needed her van, and then Crystal's van started leaking a mysterious fluid, so it seemed like it was not roadworthy. So I wasn't sure how I was going to go. And I also wasn't sure where I'd sleep because I was planning to sleep in the van. But these people, they got me. They made sure that I had multiple options. They offered me a van with a fold-in fuck. Do you know what a fold-in fuck is? We used to call them fushi boutons, but they're those tri-fold bedding that they use as fluff at sex parties. They fold up really nice. They're pretty thick and comfortable. And uh, so there's a fold and fuck in the back of this giant storage van. Nothing but this piece of, you know, foam sleep material. And I was like, ah, God, that's not the dream. The vans I was going to take were equipped for camping. And then it turns out they gave me a dorm room, which I didn't find out till like day three. Uh, But as I came in, my friend Hannah said, hey, there's an extra bed in my room. Why don't you share a room with me? I haven't seen you in three years. I haven't really spent any time with you since the pandemic. So we had a bathroom and a cabin and people were having sex everywhere. It was an unusual re-entry for sure. When I got there, I discovered that they had slotted Body Slam, which is the put your name in a hat version of body, where you can just get up and finally have a place to tell your own stories that they had slotted that against the fisting workshop. That's right. How could I compete with that? And this fisting workshop was one where you not only learned how to fist someone, but at the end of the class, you were going to be able to put your fist in there and experience it yourself because you probably don't have a lot of random people in your life who will let you do that to them. Well, Hannah was the fisting demo, so my roommate was the one who was going to be my competition for Saturday night. And I got to help her prepare for her evening when she shaved her vagina, 
when she shaved her vulva. Okay, yeah, I know. We're going to go back and forth between vulva and vagina because she shaved her vulva, but they fisted her vagina. So she would shave it, and then I'd get down there and I'd peek, and I'm like, you got a little hair right here on the edge. And she'd have to touch that up, or... Um, our room had a four pack. <laughs> Our room had a four pack of fleet enemas, and I kept teasing her I was going to steal some. I'm just going to take them for fun. And she's like, "Don't use my enemas. I'm the fisting class." Cuz you never want things leaking out of you when you're the fisting demo bottom, right? My friend Allison Moon taught the class, and I was so bummed because Allison is a phenomenal storyteller, and I had wanted Allison who lives in Portland and I don't get to see nearly enough. I wanted Allison to tell a story at the slam. So I had a lot of anxiety about whether people were going to show up. I mean, if it's a competition between a fisting workshop with a live demonstration and storytelling, which would you choose? I was figuring if nobody showed up, then I'd just take the one or two people who did show up and we'd all head over to the fisting workshop and learn a few things. But it was packed. There were so many people in that room. And they were so excited. So many of them had never heard of body storytelling. They didn't know that this existed. I got a lot of, holy shit, did you come up with this? This is brilliant. And people sharing stories for the first time. I mean, why would you do all these crazy things in your life if not to be able to tell the story somewhere, right? So when the night came, room was packed, so full of people who wanted to tell their stories. I ended up with a few great stories that are going to end up on the main stage in July. And I'm excited about that. They've already told me their story. They pitched it live. And now I'm going to coach them and prepare them to tell it on stage in San Francisco. And around that, so much relaxing fun, a giant hot tub where I could sit and talk to people, a giant pool, really comfy accommodations. My friend Mishpan that I rode up with, she was in a tent right next to our room. And every morning I got to walk by with my coffee and wake her up and say, Hi, Mishpen. I get to see so many people. I got to wear a bathing suit. That's not happened in a while. And it was really relaxing. Even though I spent all day Saturday with social anxiety because I didn't know very many of these people. They come to my show, but that doesn't mean I know them as people. I got to make a lot of new friends. I got to have a really fun workshop I got to have a really fun body slam that people really enjoyed. And on Sunday, the social anxiety was gone because everybody wanted to talk to me about the stories they heard or maybe tell me their own stories. And it was like that Sunday morning where you sit around with your coffee and person after person comes and sits at your picnic table to tell you about their life. None of that awkward, hi, what do you do for a living? Because I hate that shit. Mishpin and I had a great drive home. We stopped at A&W Root Beer for floats. We talked about all the things we'd seen, and we both felt a little awkward about the fact that after so much time being sexless, after so much time with no sex in our lives, neither one of us really got busy. I'm not ready for that. I still have a broken heart, and I don't know when I'll be ready for it. But it felt nice to be around people who were open, who talked about these things openly, and who were having adventures all around me. The things I saw. There was this one image as I was leaving where a woman was tied up to a tree and someone was fucking her very slowly from behind, like incremental pace, so slowly. 
That was one of the things I saw as we drove away. That's going to stay with me for a while. Yay them, right? So let's make an agreement, shall we? Let's get out there and try and have some adventures this summer. It's June now. It's time. Let's, let's get this party started. COVID has been fucking up our game for way too long. I'm almost ready. How about you? You're busy. Your inbox is full of unread emails. There's dinner to make, and you haven't taken a deep breath since yesterday. Want to take a moment to reconnect with yourself and prioritize your pleasure with Dipsy Stories. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. They feature believable characters and stories that transport you to a better place. And Dipsy releases new stories every week, so there's always more to explore. Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere, no matter who or what turned you on. Best of all, Dipsy offers unlimited access to their library of hundreds of short, sexy stories. And they add brand new stories every week. So you'll always have more to explore. I know you love stories because you're listening to this podcast. Well, Dipsy knows it too. So right now, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash D-I-X-I-E. That's 30 days of free access when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Dixie. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. Whatever you're in the mood for, Dipsy always keeps it real and really hot. Head over to dipsystories.com right now and tell them I sent you by using the promo code Dixie. Did you ever think live shows would actually be back? I seriously wondered for a while, and I'm so excited that I have this opportunity to be there in person with you every month. This month, our show is going to be right after the Pride Parade in San Francisco. It's going to be on Sunday, June 26th. You can leave the parade, come straight over because doors open at 7 and the show starts at 8. Our theme for the evening is Y'all Means All, and it's at the Verdi Club. Wondering if it's going to be live streamed? It is. So you can get live stream tickets online or join us in person. Tickets are available in the show notes. It's a time of new beginnings and a chance to reawaken your sexual energy with Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes. So each season you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients you need to spice up your sex life. The people at Like a Kitten are expert curators and they select beautiful pleasure products. The Like a Kitten box is discreetly packaged and I get so excited when mine arrives at my house. Cause yay for new sex toys, right? If you've ever visited a sex toy shop, you know it can be overwhelming. And it's even worse when you start online shopping. But luckily, Like a Kitten makes buying sex essentials a breeze. Each subscription box price is $79, which is a great deal since the products in this box retail for well over $150. And Like a Kitten is offering body storytelling listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E or enter the code Dixie at checkout. Like a Kitten's mission is to help women own their power in all areas of life. A portion of all sales goes to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. Surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use the code D-I-X-I-E right now to get 15% off and free shipping. There's a link in the episode's description. There's still a few spots left in my workshop, How to Be Fascinating, 
Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling. It is a start-to-finish guide to how to go from never stepping on a stage to getting up speaking in a microphone and wowing people with your life. Maybe you just want to do that at parties. Maybe you just want to express yourself better at work. In fact, one of my recent students took the class and before they'd even finished, they had doubled their salary and gotten a huge promotion. Everything is possible with storytelling. You need it in every aspect of your life. And early bird pricing ends this week. So register right now for How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling. And remember, this is a prerequisite for my sex and storytelling workshop later on this year. I'd love to have you in this class. There's a link in the show notes. Would you like to hear a story? Well, this week's storyteller is a dear old friend of mine, someone I've known from my early sex party days. Sylvia and I used to sit around and watch the puppy pile, having cocktails and enjoying the floor show that consisted of every sexual act known to humankind. I mean, it was an education. And Sylvia has a penchant of her own, as you will learn in this story. So let me tell you about the storyteller. Sylvia L. Blaylock is a San Francisco native and is the author of Uprising, a book of poetry, and the owner-founder of Queendom Network, LLC. She's presented at the UC Berkeley Empowering Women of Color Conference, as well as hosting Voices That Carry, a poetry event as part of National Poetry Month. This storyteller is Sylvia Blaylock. I was single, pansexual, polyamorous woman of color. I've had the experiences of a lifetime. I've been able to do things that people have only dreamed of at places that I can't even talk about anymore. Uh, of, of all of the things that I learned to do in this lifestyle, and, and I should break it down that pansexual means that I am able to sample a lot of different gender flavors. And polyamorous means that I often eat them all at once. (laughs) Of all of the experiences that I've had, of all of the things that I'm able to sexually do, I have to tell you that fisting is my very favorite thing to do. There is something about the intimate connection that you have when you are touching someone's pulse from the inside while you are stroking and massaging somebody's dick or their clit. There's a connection like that. I am home. That is, where, that is where I live. The thing is that it's very difficult for me to find men who fuck me the way that I want to that'll let me fist them and are the marrying kind. I've had a high school boyfriend, my high school sweetheart. We've been fuck buddies forever, millions of years. And we've even agreed that if we hadn't met anyone by the time we turned 45, which has been about five years ago, uh, that we would marry each other. And yet, didn't happen. How could I possibly marry someone that I can't fist? That has been my dilemma. And I have had a rough time being a couple. And yet I keep trying. Well, one of my failed fistless and failed relationships actually reaped a a very good opportunity for me. Um, There was a potential long-term relationship that I was in, and he challenged me one day after, you know, fucking and singing to each other, that 
he had a problem with our relationship because he felt I wasn't that into him. To him, I wasn't really showing him how I felt. <gasps> and I'm thinking to myself, you know, all of the smartphone check-ins and epic erotic poems and I ate your dick and you still won't let me fist you, but I like you. <laughs> nah, he wasn't feeling it. So I'm feeling kind of intimidated and, you know, I wanted to impress him. So I decide that I'm going to drop $200 per ticket and buy us two tickets to the Black and White Ball, which is San Francisco's la-di-da gala event. We're going to go. We're going to do this kind of vanilla upscale thing. Oh, we'll go. It'll be romantic. That's what I'm thinking. And apparently I called his bluff because he had to send me that epic text message that said basically that his baby mama has curfew on the penis and he can't go and he can't come back. So while there's that, my first thought is this motherfucker tried to gaslight me into thinking this is me when this is all your shit. So of course I'm pissed. <laughs> of course I'm pissed. But at the same time, put my feelings in this and I extended you San Francisco is my hometown and I'm trying to show you off there I was hurt well when life gives you lemons make some cocktails and binge watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> and speaking of lemonade I went under Craigslist and traded his black and white ball ticket for a ticket to Burning Man fuck it I'll go to both by myself <laughs> well What's black and white and red all over? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> a newspaper, right? Right? Well, Aunt Flo was going to need a lot of newspaper to cover what she did to my white gown at that black and white ball. I know you're feeling me. We're going to fast forward and say it was not the most romantic evening of my life. More Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> More binge watching. By the end of this thing, I had enough lemonade for my whole motherfucking block. Let's get to Burning Man. So, the Sunday that I arrived at Burning Man in August, I will say that I was so happy to be there with my tribe. We're doing our, our vibe thing. But at the same time, this is the first public place I've been to since I've been publicly humiliated like Carrie. So, I did what any natural heartbroken basically humiliated person would do, and I spent my first two days of Burning Man in my tent, where I processed and cried and vetted it out and finally said, okay, fuck this pity party. I've cried it out. It's time for me to get out here and see Burning Man, and that's what I'm going to do. And so I tied my sarong on. I got my fro kind of right. I shook the bare titties out, and I said, fuck it. Let's take the topless girls out and see what Burning Man has for me. What Burning Man had for me was Mr. Sparkle Teeth. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, Denzel Washington chocolate lusciousness on a bicycle, wearing a Speedo, with a package sitting on that seat like it was delivered just for me. <laughs> and here he comes up on his bike, doing his little ride, and he does a double take. And he turns and he looks at me and smiles like he took a picture with his teeth. 
It was like, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like a gum commercial. Bing! Fabulous. And I kind of look. And, you know, we're chopping it up. Okay, Mr. Sparkle Teeth, I'm kind of liking the dick and kind of liking all this. And, wow, black people in the desert, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm feeling the connection. I'm going to fucking Burning Man, yay team. And he's like, you know, hey, I'm here. My camp is not that far from yours. I'm here with my partner, and I'm going to come back for you. I'm like, okay, I'm here with your partner. Oh, is she going to be a bitch? I'm going to be dealing with some more baby's mama shit. Well, he came back for me with flowers in the desert. <laughs> and he takes me back to his camp. And who should open the door to his camp? But Robert, Robert, his partner, Robert, his partner, who looks, <laughs> he looks like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I can put it no other way. Sheldon was up on it and Sheldon had over there plugged into a corner and in a generator, a Dachi magic wand. So he was open. <laughs> As it turns out, I came with a little surprise of my own. Thanks to Dixie, I learned that if you put cotton balls in the tips of gloves, you can avoid pricking people with your fingernails. So, we got to the business of Sheldon and Sparkle Teeth, finding out what my body looked like in the desert, and eventually, to get it chopped up, I have to ask Sheldon, who seems the likely candidate, because daddy over here, Daryl, Sparkle Teeth guy, Mr. Denzel, is giving orders and doesn't look like he's giving up ass. <laughs> Sheldon, are you into fisting? Has a woman ever fisted you before? Well, the look of lust, terror, and curiosity kind of <laughs> pushed that along, and so we had to make that happen. I can tell you that I did do my level best while stroking Sheldon's cock and rubbing him gently and letting him know he was in a safe place and getting my hand in him, kind of a slip, slip there. He didn't even know what's happening. <laughs> didn't even know what's happening. Well, I've got sparkle teeth here up on the back saying, okay, he's never seen a woman fist his man and he's kind of into it. As we're moving with each other, I have to just move the energy with them. Come on, daddy, take it. So, now we're getting a rotation going. We got this thing going, and here he comes. He doesn't even wait for an invitation. He's got dick in my ass. He's got the dick in my ass. Hello, goddesses and burning men. The hills are alive. <laughs> As we are fucking, and as Sheldon is calling to Jesus, <laughs> Daryl whispers in my ear while he is about to make me come from fucking me in my ass, slow and then fast, and then slow and deep, long daddy strokes. <laughs> Baby, where you been all my life? Daddy, I'm home. <laughs> Thank you. Where them girls, where them girls, where them girls with the cakes. Where them boys, where them boys, that cause daddy wanna taste. If you know that booty's up, I'll put 
yeah, yeah, I'm ready for the cake show. You gotta have them cakes though. Have them cakes though. Have them cakes though. Gotta, 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 gotta. Have them cakes though. Have them cakes though. Have them cakes though. Ready for the cake show. You gotta have them cakes though. This is an open call audition for the world's greatest bubble. But if your booty is missing, then be gone. You ain't make the cut. We looking for some spectacular damn booty. I didn't know how fat you were. Look back at her, now wait for that beat to get ratcheted Ah, you mad, cause it's a hot wreck Got these booties, booties, bouncing like a hot check Spread them cheeks, bring them back, that's a reunion Her booty don't sag, but she in the booty union Dem Cakes, though, by Tadric Hall. Doing a weekly podcast is an act of love. It's not a money-making venture. I end up having to pay for things like web hosting, music licensing, podcast producer costs, and more. And it can be expensive. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you know that you love body storytelling. So if you'd like to support this and make sure it continues, I could really use your help. I've had people ask me how to do that in ways that are not Patreon. And you can do it through Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, Cash App, and more. You can just write me too, bodystorytelling at Gmail, and ask me how you'd like to do that. But remember, Patreon is the ongoing way to support us. You listen every week. Make sure that you continue to support us every week. Funds have been tight. I really appreciate every single bit of help that you offer. So go to the show notes. You can go to patreon.com slash body, B-A-W-D-Y, or also those links that I talked about. And I appreciate it. Thanks in advance for your support. It goes by so fast, doesn't it? 
That's our time for this week. Could I ask you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast? Your good word of mouth makes a huge difference in continuing this endeavor. People ask for it everywhere, but so many more people don't know about it and don't know how to find it. And the algorithm loves it when you talk about body storytelling. That'll help them find us. Thanks in advance for that. And also, I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Donald Mooney, David Grossoff, Joe Moore, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, and special thanks to podcast producer Roman Din Haudiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delator. This has been episode 228 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh,